Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. Mitchell is a thought leader, entrepreneur, and TEDx speaker who helps you think big and lead an authentic life. Each week, Mitchell gives leaders the inspiration they need to make a greater impact and share their genius with the world. Now, here's Mitchell Levy. Hi, Mitchell Levy, global credibility expert. And I have a podcast called Mitchell Levy Presents AHA Moments. We bring the best content that we've produced. And I have a show with Josh Jones called Grow Your 1099. And we had this guy on our show, John Boris. Actually, this guy on our show, John Boris. And uh, John has a book, Learn to Sell What They're Buying. Go to Amazon, pick up a copy. It's absolutely beautiful. And in the show, he talks about, well, if you could relate to the person you're selling to, you're going to sell more. It's really well done, very elegant. You'll learn a lot. So listen to this. I hope you like what you hear. You share it with your friends and you subscribe to our channel. I look forward to seeing you at the next episode. Take care. Bye now. Hi, Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy at AHA That. And thanks for uh, joining us for another episode of Grow Your 1099 with Josh Jones. Hey, hello, everybody. We are excited for today. We have a special guest. Oh, let me introduce myself. I am Josh Jones. I am the author of Don't Knock It Till You Knock It and 300K at 26. And we are excited to help you guys today to have some sales insights that are going to help you increase your income. You know, I can't wait to publish Don't Knock It Till You Knock It because I, every time you say that title, I still smile. And, and I'm so looking forward to like holding the book up. So <laughs> it's, it, it actually is going to be done this week. I believe it, it is it, it will be ready. It, awesome. it will be ready on my end. So it's going to be published awesome. very shortly. Um, so with that though, our special guest today um, has 20 years of door to door experience. And I think that this, he has so much insight that is going to be helpful to every single person listening to this. Uh, Mitchell, would you be able to introduce John? Absolutely. So John Voris from Authentic Systems has done a significant amount of research on how to interact with people based on their environment and based on that to be able to be much more relatable. And so there are a lot of European concepts that are practiced on a day-to-day basis in Europe that John is bringing over to the U.S. and teaches in a number of different areas, including uh, door-to-door and selling. And John, welcome welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, nice to be here. So let's just start with a simple question. If somebody is knocking on door-to-door, what, what, how, how are they relatable? How, do you, how does somebody... Um, like immediately sort of be able to say, hey, you're kind of cool or whatever the right answer is. Sure. Um, well, I, I began with the concept from um, uh, archaeology and the idea of artifacts, and they really do drive a great deal of information about people. And who you are is an identity that you're always trying to express yourself, and we do it through objects. So to the point, you open up the door, and I can see the objects around you, and they speak. They speak to everyone. But if you really are looking for certain aspects of that speaking, you can identify the person you're talking to. Because we buy things we want. But what we want is an expression of our authentic identity. 
so how does how does um, that idea um, relate specifically to the sales rep? So what can how can they use that information? Okay, so specifically, we, yeah, we go back to Mitch's uh, uh, room, and you have that Remington uh, statue, and that represents age, time, the West, its art. So I know that he really is involved with past. He enjoys and appreciates the past. He enjoys and appreciates history. So knowing that, I also look at the wood. The wood is dark and heavy, going back to past, and it conforms to his identity. So then as we speak, then I'm also drawing more information that is going to confirm what I'm slowly developing in that first sight. And then I test it. I always test it and come back with information. So I'll say, by the way, is that statue back there Remington? And he says, well, yes, it is. So I want him to talk to, about, talk to me about that statue. And as he does, he's telling me mm. from a deeper level. So objects are the visible uh, representations of what's invisible, the invisible ideas that Mitch's, Mitch has, his beliefs and his worldview. Okay, so, so you, you recognize all of those objects. How does that help you to interact with Mitchell better? Uh, one, uh, 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 one individual I uh, uh, read quite a bit of is Slavoj Zizek. And uh, he's from Croatia. And uh, I made the statement that uh, human beings, the human mind has only one need, one need. That is the perpetual need to express the authentic identity. One need, the mind. And that's true. Everything you do is because of who you are. That's all you need to do is express. What I like about that is it's true in any country in the world at any time, 500 BC, 500 AD, you can't stop expressing who you are. So if that's true, and there's a logic to that, if you need to be consistent, then the things around you must necessarily be attached to who you are. And by reading the th things that are attached, I find you. Now, once I find you, then I speak to you. I, I, use, I take the widget I'm selling, and I language it in the terms I'm seeing. So getting back to Mitch, he really likes history. He enjoys that. So I would say that my widget is going to enhance his authentic identity and use his terms to do it. Hmm. Okay. What cool. would be spe specific wording you would use differently for, for Mitchell, just with the history, his historical example? Well, uh, if I, well it depends on the object I'm, ha I'm selling um, because it'll all be different. But um, mm -hmm. um, uh, I would explain how the background, the historical background of the object I'm selling, uh, the how it's been tested, um, the reaction of other people who use it, um, mm -hmm. and but I also get into the depth. He likes depth, so I would go much mm -hmm. deeper than just the surface benefits, and get and I would actually speak as if my object is Mitch, is Mitch, and that's how I would describe mm -hmm. it. So it all depends on the object I have. So the steps in it, it seems like it, you, you kind of reminded me of how to win friends and influence people where there's, there's a couple of points in that book that, that um, Dale Carnegie talks about. One of them is um, have a genuine interest in people. Mm -hmm. 
And then another one is get people talking about themselves. And so what you said about people have that need to express, how did you say that? That was such a beautiful, beautiful expression. Stop expressing your authentic identity. But here's another difference. Uh, back to anthropology, it's discovered that there are uh, four archetypes that are um, really transcend time that's been used uh, throughout all the uh, history of shamanism uh, throughout the world. And that is the archetypes of love, justice, wisdom, and power. And, and that goes back to the Egyptians, in fact, uh, as archetypes. Now, they have different names. Uh, for uh, Love, for example, could be mother, can be healer. Uh, wisdom is the teacher. So there's different names, but the descriptions are always the same. So when I'm selling uh, Mitch, that's all going to be historical wisdom he needs to know. He needs to know, and I'm going to give him as much information I possibly can. With you, that's not necessarily true. There's going to be a combination of two things. You need to know the feeling side of what I'm selling and the intellectual side of what I'm selling. And I have to have both. So I would, uh, my pitch to you would be very different for bitches. And mm -hmm. hopefully if I do it correct, then my pitch, you'll hear, you might say another, another word they use is called interpolation from France. What I'm doing is using language you hear and you say, oh, that's me. It's like um, if I say, is there any salesman in the room? Well, I'm talking to you, and that interpolation is, ah, that's me. I could see it's me. You're identifying me. So languages is identifying you. So that's what I want to do. I want you to see yourself in the language I use. So I take my widget, and I transform the description into the terms I'm saying. So, you know, John, I, use, I, I normally use the full name Mitchell. So when people call me Mitch, I actually turn off right away, just sort of saying a, a, my body language closes up. I feel really uncomfortable. And, and so I just thought I'd, I'd mention that to you. Um, where with, with uh, what I like though is, and I don't know, I don't always do that, but what happens, for instance, when you see the Remington, you know, you might, or you see an object that's interesting because it's, you're seeing a combination of all these objects and you say, how did that come about? Or that's a beautiful piece. Depending on who you are, I may then tell you a story. Right. And based on that story, now you're, if you, if you react to, if you actually truly listen and react to that story, then you've become much more relatable in terms of, because you cared to, to pull out a story that I may not have told everybody. Right. And uh, another aspect uh, of this interchange is by knowing who I'm not, I know who you are. So uh, I'm not you and I don't do what you do, but I have, there's a reason why. And it's not a good, bad, right or wrong. It's just who I am doesn't conform to what you're doing. Like, for example, uh, I'm not a public speaker to say, and I know what that's like, and I don't do it because I'm not you. I know I'm not a public speaker. So what do I say to myself? What does it take to be a public speaker? What does it take to be living in the house you live in? What does it take to be to have that career? What does it take to be uh, uh, Josh in sales? Uh, and what he's up to. And so- I see what you're saying. You're, you're kind of, 
you're putting yourself out there authentically and you're demonstrating a little bit of vulnerability. Yes. Yes. By knowing who I'm not, I know who you are. And uh, the more I speak about the Remington, right, the more information you're going to give me. But what's interesting is the Remington is, is you authentically. That's a big difference. There's things that we buy that are identifiers. Then there are signifiers. And then there are what you might call neutrals. So a pencil laying on your table is a neutral. Uh, the type of clothes you wear today signifies you today because you didn't wear that type of clothes 20 years ago. But on the other hand, there's always something around you that you can identify with history, uh, with the need to know, with depth. That's always present for you. How do you discern what those objects are for a, a customer? Well, because if I take the four, love, justice, wisdom, and power, and I find that uh, Mitch is of wisdom, Mitchell is of wisdom. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's how uh, I was going to let it go. No problem. <laughs> uh, 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 Mitchell is uh, of wisdom. Then, uh, then from that, it's like an umbrella concept. It's like his theme. That's not all he is. It begins the process because he's also love, justice, wisdom, and power. So wisdom uh, is going to color how he views love, how he views wisdom, how he views power, and how he views balance and harmony in his life. But it's going to be through the lenses of wisdom. So I, no, regardless of what I speak about for, for Mitchell, I'm going to speak about uh, uh, the, the wisdom aspect, the depth of understanding, and the need to know, regardless of what I talk about. So as he's describing the issue of the Remington, then I'm going to catch, how does he feel about people? I'm going to use the wisdom language. How does he feel about being in action? I'm going to use the wisdom language. And so I'll, I'll stay with the wisdom language. And I'll come up with more ideas because I'm not Mitchell and I don't live his life. And there's reasons for that. And it's because that's not who I am. Ah, I, that's not who I am. Therefore, I know who he is, at least in an archetypal level. Enough to sell. That's, that's what I'm after. I feel like I need an example of this. What are, what are some products that you've sold in the past? Well, actually, what I did was um, uh, I sold uh, food. You know, you've heard of uh, the Schwann Man? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm the Schwann Man without the truck. So all I had was I had a, a book to write up the uh, orders, and I had uh, brochures. And I would walk up, and I would say, Hey, have you ever seen one of our hams? <laughs> now, you could be in a beauty salon. You could be in a car wash. You can be uh, in any business you can imagine. Or you could be down in a residential area. doesn't matter. That's how I sold it. So I'd walk into a beauty salon, for example. And I'd, I'd make great, maybe four or five sales, believe it or not. And I would sell ham and chicken and cheese and uh, uh, little pizzas and all kinds of things. But I used this technique. Okay, so um, uh, that's what I did for the 20 years as I sold food and to residents and business. So how would you right now with what you see just with Mitchell, what would you, how would you approach selling him some, some food? Let's say, let's say it's a ham. So what I want to do is, yeah. is explain that the history of this recipe. Not only that, but I'm going to do a comparison between the history of this ham and the, and the recipe and the, and the recipes you find in the store. Very important. 
I have to bring in my competition and show him the difference. And I'm going to tease out his intellectual curiosity. That's my focus. And that's, that's, the, that's the wisdom piece of it coming out, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, fascinating. Um, yeah. But now if I was in a beauty salon, you have a lot of love people. So I'd walk in and I would do my right, So what are the four again? Wisdom, love, love, love justice, and power. Justice and power. Okay. So if I'm at, with a love person, that's not where I'm going to go with Mitchell. No. What I'm going to do is go straight to fun, pleasure, excitement. And I would say, by the way, did you know that uh, uh, Rachel down the road, do you know her? Oh, well, yeah, I do. Well, uh, she, she just got a whole rack of uh, lamb from me. Really? Oh, yeah, this tastes really good. Now, I'm going to show you my ham and I show it to her. She doesn't care about history at all. She wants to know, how does it taste? Am I, is my family going to enjoy it? Um, is it worth the money? Because I'm a practical person. So I would go through the pleasures of it. So and this, that's is, this is extremely applicable to what I do. So I have the, the product that I'm, I'm selling currently is solar energy. Oh, okay. And if you think about it, you've got a lot of like, you've got all those love, wisdom, justice, and power. You could very much approach that product to very differently for any of those people. Yes. So you have the, the love people who they love the environment. Right. And so that's, that's for them. It's, it's like, I don't care about anything else except mm -hmm. is this good for the environment? And then you also have the people who it's, you know what? Wisdom, this makes sense. It's smart financially. It's going to right. save me money. That's mm -hmm. all they care about. Right. I'm wondering the justice and power for that, that product specifically, how would you, how would you, what would you approach for those, those two? Cause I, I'm not sure if I fully understand justice and power. Well, justice, justice is really uh, about balance and harmony. And so hmm. I would be very, I would talk about how this offsets the costs of your home, your daily expenses, yeah. how yeah. it offsets the uh, uh, energy of the world that you're contributing to that offset. You're trying to mm -hmm. put the world back in balance in your way. Yeah. Okay. And okay. so it's, it's fine figuring out if they're that person. What about power? How would you, power. how would you, uh, power? power, you want to be the uh, icon of your neighborhood. You want to be the first one on your block. Yeah. Okay. That's what you want. And I'd actually say, you know, I've been talking to Jerry down here and he's thinking about getting one of these. Jerry. Oh, I'll take it. <laughs> but it's yeah. simple, but you get the idea. Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I'm looking back to a lot of the, the sales pitches and the sales presentations that, that I've heard from different people. And some people have this just blanket statement that I think is targeting those, those power people. Yes. And that's all they're doing is they think everybody's a power person. Thank but you. Yeah. in reality, uh, when you actually talk to them, yes. It's not. It's not that way. There's those four different types of people. And if you, if you, I love how you narrow it down to four because if you figure out what's really important to them and then focus on that mm -hmm. for their needs and how you describe it, how you present the product, it's absolutely going to be a thousand times more successful oh, yes. of an interaction. That's the reason why. That's exactly, that's what exactly enabled me to sell. Uh, now, what I did, uh, 
back to door-to-door cold calling, uh, I was a member of Rotary and I was to get, uh, we're gonna have a silent auction and I was to get uh, uh, people to uh, volunteer uh, either objects or donate uh, uh, two for one meals, et cetera. So I would ask someone, if you saw 20, walk down the street and you saw 20 businesses, how many donations would you get? Well, I might get two, three, four, maybe five would be the most. May, uh, someone, there's always someone says, oh, 10, I get 50%. Well, so if I said 18, you would say, well, I'm definitely on another planet. Or uh, if I said 19, and you know I'm on drugs, right? And uh, 20 was absolutely impossible, and you're right, if I use your paradigm. But remember, I'm always looking at artifacts. I'm looking, in a sense, ruins. I'm looking at the street like, what if it's uh, uh, the year 3000? I'm going back in time. I'm reading these objects like symbols of meaning. And that's what I did. So I would read the buildings, read the streets, and also I would know if they're a CPA or are they a doctor or are they a real estate? That tells me another aspect of who they are. And so I might skip this building, skip this building. Ah, there we go. I think that's a possibility. I walk in. If I don't say hello, I don't count it. But if I do say hello, I count it. And, and so I might go through 60 businesses. But if the laws of uh, random selection were still true, then I should always get that four or five, but I don't. I get 20 out of 20 the first year, 19 out of 20 the second, and 19 out of 20 the, the following year. Three years. Wow. <laughs> From reading wow. symbols. Reading symbols. So it, it seems like there's some people who can do that intuitively, yes. or they, they, they understand the person, but I don't think everybody's like that. I don't think everybody can intuitively read people. So I, I think it's fascinating the way that you use this kind of archaeologist yes. um, method to be able yes. to do it, because it's, it's something that it seems like that's duplicable, yes. where somebody else can go and do the same thing, where they can kind of study it out in their mind a little bit, study out what those objects are and try to form a little bit of a conclusion. I think if you couple that with asking questions yes. to, the, to the prospect, to the customer, that you'll be able to, to really see the full picture and really understand who that person is. And then you can have this authentic, genuine conversation that's actually geared towards them and not yeah. towards the last person who you talk to. Oh, absolutely. That's the, yeah, you're right. Absolutely right. And so I had to come up with a model because I don't have that intuitive skill. Also remember, people, the last statistic I saw is over 90% people who enter sales for the first time fail within six months. Why? Because they don't have that intuitive ability and they don't have anyone to teach them a substitute. And that's the issue. Because more would be successful if they understood what they're really doing. They're, they're selling an idea. So, so objects are really the visible that represents the ideas that people have and the ideas that you associate with. That's what's around you. How about the philosophy or the philosophy of interior design? There's books out there like that. Well, my God, what a wealth of information because it tells you how everything has a meaning around someone. Look at your furniture. Look at where, where do they have the focal point of the room? It all has meaning. And all that meaning points to the person who make, made those decisions. And, and then that lets you know how to them. talk to them. Absolutely. 
that I, I really like that. That gives you the ability to truly connect with somebody and truly understand them, know the, the direction that you're going to take the conversation because yeah, it's, it's not cookie cutter conversations that you have with people. If you have a cookie cutter conversation, you will, like you said, (laughs) you'll close two out of 10 or two out of 20 rather than Mm -hmm. on the, on the higher end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that, that right there, what, what you're saying is the difference between the people with really high attrition rates and people who, who basically close everything they touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So, so be, uh, what I wanted to do in 2003 is I had used this system for 20 years and I thought, uh, I want to give this to people who really have natural talent. So I have been teaching people how to do this now for all since 2005. And, and they have the results. Because as you can tell, it's not personality dependent. No, no. Anybody can do it if they have the tools. And the interesting thing is you're sparking what people do anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like another way of describing it is like uh, uh, Shakespeare. Um, you know, we're on our own stage and the objects around us is our props. And these props are designed to help us live out our dramas. So I even studied theater to generate this model. It's right there. How about, how do they create characters? It is archetypal, how they do that. And that's what we do ourselves. And it's out there for everyone to read and see. Wow, I, I, I think this is great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, was, I was curious, John, if, in such a short period of time, if you could lay on us this like huge aha moment that would allow people to think about the world differently. And I wasn't sure, and you came through. That was pretty powerful. Well, thank you, yeah. yeah. What, what were some things that we, cause we, we, covered, we covered a lot with you, John. Um, I think we, we uncovered um, some really good ideas that everyone can take away from this, but What's something that you feel like we, we didn't ask you that we should have asked you? Well, the, the issue is, is, is it, this is huge. Um, and I've got many courses I've developed in many directions. So I, we've done very well. I think you asked the right questions and it's new. And I think we did a great job. You did a great job. Awesome. Yeah. But, I, so, I, so, I, so then the right question is, how do people reach out to you if they want to see your courses or see the things that, that are going on in your life? Well, Mitchell, we can go to my email at john at authentic-systems.com. All right. So I'll, I'll put that up there as well. So here, actually, I can even type it, everyone. John at authenticsystems.com. And of course, I have a site. Uh, just uh, punch in Authentic Systems, and you can find me. I have many articles. And um, uh, the one I, the one uh, people seem to like the most is the distinction between feelings and emotions, because people are told they need to change things. But the question is, what is it? Is it a feeling or an emotion? Because how you feel about life is not going to change just because someone says it. How you emote is very different, and people really do get them kind of tangled. Ooh, I like that. But that's all from my sales experience. Yeah. 
So Mitchell, would you be able to um, just briefly summarize what your biggest takeaway was? Um, your two, two biggest takeaways from this that you could see a salesperson applying to make them more successful today. Yeah, well, it, it's really interesting. I, I, uh, I did a ghostwriting interview for a book yesterday and it's uh, from an amazing woman. And, and, and the conversation was on, she is, <laughs> she is, she is a person who focuses on how, how you can have relationships, basically how you can really uh, get to know somebody and develop a longer term relationship versus single transactions. And there's such interesting overlap, John, with what you're saying in the words that, that I heard yesterday. And I think, I think one of the things that's most valuable is trying to look at the objects around you, ask the question, and based on how you're listening to the responses, determine of the, those four categories that you mentioned, the, the, the wisdom, love, justice, power, is to try to relate in that way versus the NLP, the neural linguistic programming gives you a different way to, to relate and act. And, and I, I'm going to practice that even today. Right. And, and one of the calls I've got coming up, I, I will just make sure I, I listen. And then what I was trying to do or what I was doing as we were talking, I was thinking about other conversations I had this week. And there's just this one person who I, she appears to be successful. I just can't relate to her. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time trying to figure out which of those four, um, because it's probably the opposite. What's the opposite of wisdom? Because she's definitely that. Um, <laughs> so you can be a love person. Maybe. More justice. Justice has love and wisdom both. Yeah. Is that I, if I don't know what I am? Uh, you're a justice. I'm a justice. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. What makes you say that? Uh, because you have a lot of emotions about you and a lot of feelings, but I can also hear the intellectual side. So there's two sides to you. And but I'm a now, Gemini. Okay, there you go. So <laughs> so as two sides, as a justice person, you look at love in two different directions. You're always splitting what's going on, and and when it comes to your information, you need to know in order to generate morality ethics doing what's right and and also when you look at uh, your relationships is the same it's a dual uh approach and power power you judge power based on how fair they are close yeah yeah i think you i think you hit it yeah, and one other aspect when you look at objects around a person mm -hmm. you know who they are not guess it's not a guessing game anymore because everything in your room, you is the effect of who you are. It's the effect, the physical effect. It represents you. It represents the last decision. So that picture on the wall is a decision you made and it's the last decision you made with regards to that picture. Hmm. You can't take it away. It's there. So I know it's there. So I read it and I know it's you, not guess. And so I think what it comes down to is it doesn't mean as a salesperson talking to somebody else that you're changing your personality, that you're changing who you are, that you're, you're being inauthentic right. because you're relating to somebody else. What it means is 
you're putting on the the hat that will allow you to communicate and and establish a connection with the person you're interacting with in the language in the feeling structure in the nomenclature that they uh they want to hear and you will be that much more relatable in terms of how you how you communicate and they will probably have a much better job of processing that right. information that you want to share. So when I talk to you, I'm going to stand in my wisdom shoes because we're all the same. We all have all four. When I talk to Josh, it's going to be, I have to stand in my uh, uh, justice shoes. If I was talking to a power, I'm going to put on my power shoes. And so in so doing, it's a language. Every, each, you might say, uh, uh, every domain has its own context and language. And we all have it. So now I'm going to address it. So I'm going to address, I'm going to dip into my wisdom side and I'm going to talk to you. Dip into my justice, talk to him. Which also means that every time I saw a new person, I had to find out who they were. And then I languished toward that direction. And then I tested it constantly. And I, the way I do that, is listen to the language they use and look at the objects around them. Wow. This, I, I could see, this is, this is a, a totally different show, totally different conversation, but I'm just imagining applying this idea to a management meeting or a Absolutely. management council meeting where you have a bunch of people together. How oh, yeah. are you working all of those together? That's, that's, not, that's not for today, but I can only imagine yeah, what that would be like. Um, but John, we have, we have come to the, the end of our, end of okay. our time. Um, so, um, Mitchell, how can, how can we reach out to you now? Yeah, please, um, uh, feel free. Just Google my name, uh, Mitchell Levy, and then connect me on the platform that you want to interact with. So if it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Google plus snap, Instagram, I'm happy to communicate to you on the platform that resonates best with you. I, I, I would say the same thing all the time, John, but now it means something different. So uh, <laughs> I want to play in the place that you play. Right. Good. And Josh, how about you? Email, email is the best for me, just like John. Um, if you can send me an email, it's joshuahutchinsjones at gmail.com. And uh, we'll connect that way initially if, if you want to have a phone call conversation with me. Um, I'm always looking for people who are looking to improve their lives and also looking to um, just mentor me or be mentored by me and just have that, that um, mutually beneficial relationship. And so thank you so much for coming on our show today, John. I feel like our, our guests will definitely benefit from, from the information that you shared. Um, this has been another successful episode of Row Your 1099. Um, hey, everybody. Thanks everybody for soon. joining us. See you at the next episode. Take care. Bye now. This is Mitchell Levy, the AHA guy from AHA That. Thanks for listening to this episode of Grow Your 1099, where Josh Jones and I are helping to propel the door-to-door sales industry as one that's a great occupation. To learn more about Grow Your 1099, go to http colon slash slash aha dot pub slash grow your 1099. And to learn more about creating and sharing your AHA moments, go to ahathat.com slash author where you can also find a link to book strategy session. You've been listening to C-Suite Radio. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.